Welcome back to another episode of Be Human podcast with Zuzu and myself. Um, Today we are going to talk about devices, um, social media, AI and how it relates to family and our children. This is a personal thing for me because I have three kids obviously and they're at different stages of life. Um, I have a 23-year-old, an 18-year-old and a nine-year-old and regardless of age, you know, even for myself, you can't avoid, you can't avoid the use of devices and you can't also escape artificial intelligence. Um, You know, if we are looking up certain topics, the next thing you know that your phone will spit out, you know, everything related to that topic. So if you're, you know, even talking about it, I think it spits it out too and it, it actually monitors your um, finger patterning and and everything. So, you know, you can't really avoid it, even though as a parent I think, oh, my God, I don't want this around me. It, you know, that's sort of like an uphill battle. That's never going to happen unless I really seclude my kid. But then he's still using devices at school, so... You know, you can't really avoid this source. And I know you've got young kids and, and a family and this is something that you're going to come across to and if not already. Um, and it's something that I've really had to consider. What is the balance? Like how does one approach this? How does a parent not be the evil parent and say, no, you can't have devices and you can't, you know, be a part of this. But also, um, you know, have a very very balanced way of using these tools without the tools using them mm-hmm. you know yeah look <coughs> i fucking hate technology strong word yep very strong but that's that's honestly how i feel i don't think i'm ever going to warm up to it <laughs> <laughs> to be honest i just i barely watch tv myself mm, now same. okay um and I agree with you in a way that it's, it's going to be around them and it's only becoming more common, all right? And, and this AI and all this technology and like what you said with the, um, you know, you'll be having a conversation, next thing you know, you open up your phone and they're showing you ad- adverts and things like this about what you've been talking about. And um, at the same time, we do have to be careful in a way because we can't just look at it from our eyes as parents we got to think of how's it making the children feel if we completely reserve them away from it all do you know what i mean so look it's hard i think it's a battle that we're going to keep fighting with Mm. but like for me personally man i see the difference when my kids are spending a day outside bushwalking riding their bikes picking berries, making jam, like we did the other day, compared to, you know, even an hour Mm. on a phone. Half an hour on a phone. It transforms my kids, man. Changes them. Mm. Well, brings me me to something that Zarava wanted, right? So Zarava was after a VR set. Mm. And he was like, Mom, I want a VR. And I was like, nobody, I'm not going to get you a VR, you know. Um, and he would ask me why. 
And I said, because there's so much of life that you're not looking at and you're now you're going to actually go into this artificial way of like seeing things and interacting mm. with the world when the real thing is out there. Like why are you not yeah. happy with what you see? And, you know, there was an interview that I watched with Greg Braden and he said that our brain is very malleable, right? So the connections, the um, connectivity with like new pathways and everything are flexible and always um, open to shifting, right? You're not, your brain states can change, your patterns can change, on and off, whatever can change. Knowing that, think about this, he said that if we stop using certain parts to ourselves, then the body goes, okay, we don't need it, and it shuts it down. So think about this on that level. So you are getting so much stimulation from these VR sets, these games, these screens, right, that the colours that they're looking at, they really don't notice it on a external level, Right. But they're getting access to these colors and these and that's and these um, stimulations. So because it's being done for them, what happens is the brain goes, okay, we don't need to um, we don't need to do anything to we don't need to like have the ability to provide that ourselves. Okay, so yeah. it gives it away to the like the outside, right? And it shuts it down. So if you, what I mean by this is like, cause our kids are having less time to imagine, create, because it's already been done for them on the screens, mm-hmm. right? And on the VR sets, the brain actually shuts down that ability. Yeah, kills it off. Kills it off because it doesn't need it, right? Think about a person who doesn't utilize their legs, right? And they think, oh, my legs are all legs, so they don't use it. The, the body actually goes, okay, we don't need the leg. Yeah, and their muscle tissue will right? dissolve and whatever. Same thing with the brain, okay? So it's saying, okay, we, you've already got this. I don't need to create this for you anymore, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Imagine that for a kid, right? Because nowadays they have so much stimulation that they're actually not applying their own faculties, which we all have, right, which we all have, they're not applying that to create and and create new things because think about it, it's already there on the screen. So why would they why would they need to? And this is what we're robbing our kids of. Like it looks amazing and everything, but we're actually robbing our kids of you know, being able to do it themselves. And the saddest thing is because these things are so highly stimulating to these kids because it's new colours, new this, new pictures, new that, mm-hmm. they're actually losing right their love for what's around them in nature in natural state so they're not willing to look at a normal tree as it looks now because the the tree in the bloody you know in in the ipad looks more inviting Mm -hmm. you know and so what we're doing is like we're drawing them away from their life and reality and the little bugs and insects and the wonders and you know a grass even because they are finding that less stimulating they're finding that boring they're actually finding it boring and that's why they're so addicted to these screens. And I, you know, and it's something like parents talk about it all the time, but I see parents take their kids to dinner and they just give their kid a phone. Yeah. You know, like we talk about it, but I don't see change. I don't see parents going, no, we yeah. need to stop this. And look, I'll be honest with you, I've been a person who's done that a few times, but honestly, it's, it's always 
I haven't done it for a long time, and I find that the reason why I haven't given the kids a phone or whatnot in a long time is because I, as a parent, have have built more resilience. Jesse and I together, we have built resilience through the spiritual practice that we do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like with aligning ourselves again, it's then we're able to assist our kids and have the the capacity to deal with, you know, a kid who's going to make noise at a restaurant hmm. because maybe they don't want to sit still. Maybe that's what they're meant to do. Yeah, you know, like maybe they don't want to sit still and listen to our conversation. Hmm. Um, but that is cool also. And you know what I do love though? I love these restaurants that bring colouring mm. kits out. Yeah, You know, more people need to do shit like that. Yeah. And yeah, look... I like how you mentioned the tree on the iPad, for example, because these colours that you see on a monitor are totally different. I've only just realised this through our printing business that we run, that what you see to your eye compared to what you see getting designed on a computer screen is two different (gasps) colour. Good point. It's very hard to match that. Good point. And then, yeah, and, and, and as I've learnt that, I've gone, okay, Everything on, and they even say the, the the people that I talk to, the professionals, the tech gurus, and all the print world, whatever, they say to me, yeah, it's very hard to match a screen because the screen, you know, makes everything look better or mm. whatever, right? And I'm like, far out. So already, technology is surpassing what the eye can see in a way. Yes, in, in a way. Yes, Do you know no, what I mean. I agree. I agree. They they they're enticing enticing the brain or what these kids want because they don't understand really reality to what what they're doing but they just know something looks better that's right they don't actually understand the detrimental side of things or do you know what i mean whereas adults we can and that's what freaks me out when adults want to put a vr on all day (laughs) i'm like huh (laughs) i'm like like at the end of the day you do what makes you happy but if that makes you happy start looking at something man yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. start w- looking within a little bit. If your happiness is on, is in a different place that you're standing on. Yeah. Do you know, know I mean? you know this brings me to another documentary I watched with Aubrey Marcus. Uh, I think it's called Into the Darkness. Mm. When he went into the darkness retreat. And this is why I see it always comes back to you got to have a moment of stillness. Stillness makes you appreciate. Right? Cuz what he did and I know other people have done it. And I really do this when I sit in meditation is I make the room dark, I put blindfolds on, I have no sound, I I block every single sort of like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, five senses. Yeah, five senses. I just take it out, I I get it out. And what that does, it again creates space. It just creates space for stillness. And once I finish this meditation, well, let me go back to Aubrey. So he... He does the darkness retreat in pitch black and I think he did it for like six days or five days or six days or whatever. Mm. No sound, no nothing, just again depletion, complete depletion. And man, that moment when you the camera's on him and he's about – like it's giving me chills just talking about it now. I can feel it, right? He's about to take his eye mask off and they've sat him outside Yeah, and – they're like, okay, you can slowly open your eyes. Man, I'm emotional thinking about it, right? And he and takes his he eye cries. mask off and he cries. Burst into tears. And I was like, fuck. That's always around us. Yeah. 
And we never, never give ourselves silence to actually witness the beauty that's already a mountain, a cloud, a, a, a bird with feathers and mm. the little beak. Like, have you noticed what's around you that, like, fuck, how often have we sat there given a bit of silence to appreciate the creation of God that's already around us, mm. right? Yeah. And I remember after watching that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start looking. I like that. Like every time I see, I'm going to I'm going to imagine this is the f- me taking a blindfold off and I'm looking at that person. Yeah, yeah. And I started noting eyelash. I started noticing like, oh my god, look at that crinkle near their eye and look at that, mm-hmm. look at that and my son's little fingernail and I was like, oh my god, we just have to understand that the beauty is everywhere at all times we're so fucking full we're so full and we just constantly feel ourselves that we don't even give ourselves an opportunity to to notice what god's created around us right and here we are going into screens and devices and this and that and you know you know really trying to avoid running away from this place i'm like you know people are so wanting to be somewhere else than life like, but if you really even looked at one bird, you would never, even if you studied that bird in every way, you would never work out that bird for the rest of your life. Look mm. at it. Look at it in every detail. Every fine hair thing that makes one feather. How was that there? Who's created this? If you really ponder that, mm. think about on that level, on everything that you see, one human being, you know, one weed why does this tree look different to that tree? Like, have you ever wondered that? Look how much there is to explore in our physical reality. But here we are minimizing life into a fucking screen, brother. I know. Fucking screen. Mm. No, mate. Like, honestly, man, 100%. And, like, um, I'll be honest with you, with that Aubrey Marcus documentary, I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep and then I, op- I remember opening my eyes because I could hear someone crying in my living room. Yeah. I opened my eyes and it was Aubrey sitting on the chair looking at the trees. Yeah. Wearing a, his beanie and he, I think he had like a, a, hoodie. a hoodie or something mm. on a dark mm. navy one. Mm-hmm. Crying and I am I fucking got emotional straight away. Straight away I could resonate with him for some reason. Mm. And I, I didn't get to see everything he went through in the dark i saw the start of it and um honestly like just thinking of it now it was as if he's seen everything for the first time again like you know and and that's how how a baby looks at the world you know yeah and and i think if we can find ways to do that even on just a health level you're gonna fucking feel amazing Mm. you know what i mean and I find, but look, I'll, I'll be honest, Ash, everything comes back down to doing your inner work. Every, everything, yeah, everything comes back down to it. If I wasn't the person doing my breath work and meditation every single day, there is no way I would find the capacity to even watch that documentary. Uh, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or even, do you know what I'm saying? Because oh. I remember, I remember the old me. A hundred percent. And yeah, man, it just like, honestly, I just don't want. Pe- I just want people actually to know what the fuck they're missing out on. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seriously, and 
I do get to enjoy my kids more. Mm. I don't have to spend all day next to them. I don't have to. Do I can still live in a normal fucking modern world. I, I do too. And Look. when I see them, I hold their face <sighs> and kiss them. Yeah. And rub their eye eyebrows and their yeah. hair, and, and look at their hands and kiss their hands yeah. and fingers and whatever. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's just fucking beautiful, man. Like seriously, thinking about it now, we're fucking blessed, yeah. and we have to be grateful. And I know it's very hard to look at positives in a world that can be so negative at times, um, especially for some people right now around the world, but. If if we all can understand what Aubrey Marcus went through in that documentary, I think it'll show you that no matter where you are on this planet and what you're going through, you are going to see beauty in something. You are. You know what I mean? And I, and I think that's why, like, a lot of Eastern philosophy and, you know, other other even people that really go into philosophy they contemplate death man because if you fucking knew you were going to die and your eyes wouldn't witness the eyelashes of your child mm. you would look at those eyelashes mm. like fuck this is the last time i get to see my child's eyelash this is the last time it's a, it's a it's it's not a scary thing to contemplate death you actually if you contemplate death and understand that is inevitable on a physical level you look at everything differently 100 percent. there was a quote i've saved on my phone because i want to get it tattooed on me um i've had it there for years and it was something fuck i can't remember it off my heart i'll have to look it up but it was something like through darkness and death we understand light and life or something like this like you know what i mean it was something like mate we, if we didn't have death, we wouldn't appreciate anything to no do life. with life. Exactly. No life, no you know life. what I mean? No. In order to appreciate my children, I have to understand what death You're, is. Yeah. I have to know it's coming. It's coming, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have to be okay with it 100%. because the, I can't avoid it. I can't resist it. I have to be grateful that it's going to come. And in order of that coming, yeah. I can now understand life better and be more grateful for life. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. And so that, and that's what makes you slow down, man, and be 100%. be present and have beautiful relationships with with loved ones. And it sort of does separate the things from the relationships. You know, like just to lie next to my son and watch him is like oh, now. You know, like it slows you down because it's like let me be in this moment and watch. Like I'm watching him for the first time, or yeah. let me. Let me drive. Let me let me look around at people. Like imagine you were told you're never going to see this tomorrow. Like how would you look at the world? How would you show up today if, if I if I said to you tomorrow's finished, tomorrow's the end of the I day? I guarantee you would walk Ooh, and talk slower. Yeah, you would do everything at your own pace. And that and moment would actually feel like forever because mm. you would be so present, right? You would be so present that it would actually feel like. Never ending. I think people should try that, people listening. Yeah. Just pick a day and act, obviously, like, look, touch wood. <laughs> touch wood. I know it sounds dark and heavy, but touch wood, you get, you're you fine. But pick a day and just in your head pretend like it's yeah, the, last know, the last day for you and yeah. and see how you, how how you go, you how yeah. you show up and, yeah. and how you go through that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
I think that was a great um, little chat we had then. It was a great I hope chat. it wasn't too dark and heavy, but it's real. I don't think it was dark. It was just beautiful. I think it was level. a lot of love in that, to be honest. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And, um, and do try. If you can't do it for a day, give yourself an hour if you thought this was your one hour to be so present and – you know, like, even if you thought you were going into a dark room, like, how would you, like, I'd want to look at everything, you know. Oh, my God, I'm going into a dark room. I'm going to look at everything. I'm going to I'm going to touch everything. I'm going to look at everything. Mm. I'm mm. going to hear everything. I'm going to be present. And I think that's it. We, we take for granted life. Um, and life is amazing, but don't take it for granted. You know, really show up as if – because you don't know. You don't know what happens after, like, people do pass, right? We don't know. What do, what, where do we go? But while you're here, imagine that you wouldn't see these things. How would you then see it? Exactly. Because yeah. it's, it's not permanent. It's not forever. And that's what makes a beautiful man, knowing that 100%. your kids are not forever. That's what makes you fucking want your kids like that because you know they're not forever, right? So, so you know. Everything that's l- impermanent is what causes its beauty. Let's live like. Every day is our first and our last. Absolutely, brother. Done. Spot on. Okay, guys, we'll catch you on the next uh, episode. We hope you enjoyed that. And same thing again, as always. If you have any questions, you want to have a chat, please just DM us through our Instagram page. We're here to have a talk. And, um, and yeah. like and share, guys, so that we can start spreading the uh, Be Human movement. 100%, guys. It's all about being human and bringing everything back to its original ways. Peace out. Cheers.